I often get asked how my hubby Matt and I jumped from two incomes to one. I'm usually asked this question by women who want to either leave their current job or who are ready to go all in on their dreams, but are often afraid to make the jump. The short answer to their question is, I had a stud of a husband who did a stellar job at crunching the numbers for us. But the full answer involves us creating a communication partnership and getting on the same page. I've shared pieces of the story on the podcast, but I didn't think it was fair to only share my perspective. So I asked Mr. Matt Dvorak himself to join me and share his side of the story on how we made it happen and how we are still making it work. So here is our story of how we went from two incomes to one, and how you can too. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling it all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle. Come on, let's get it. Well, hello, hello, Mr. Dvorak. It is nice to have you on the Faith Inspired Podcast. It's great to be here. I've heard so much about it. <laughs> so, ladies, I have my hubby on today, which is quite a treat, quite a treat because he's in the hot seat. How are you feeling about this, honey? This is very much so out of my element, <laughs> but you know, we're, we're here and we're going to have a great conversation. Exactly. Just imagine that we're home sitting on the couch just having these convos like we have before and we'll we'll get it done. You'll do you'll do so good. Yep, no no kids will be crying or yelling. So it's maybe even more peaceful. <laughs> exactly. We'll get we'll talk more than we actually get to in a whole week. So, here we go. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it in the time that we have. Awesome. Well, I wanted to have you on because you and I obviously have had lots of conversations about navigating money or navigating like far financial situation and big dreams. Big, big dreams from God and following those callings. And you, um, we've been married for almost six years and dating, I think, for almost over. Yeah, over six years. Yes, over six years. And dating for, I think it'll be eight years. It is eight years. Yeah, Pretty in August. Yeah, yeah, so for eight years now. And so we've had lots of financial conversations prior to being married, lots of them being married. And you, like you said, are not a mic behind the mic guy. You are a behind the spreadsheets guy. <laughs> and you are, this is, this is not your element, but you love the numbers. And for me, I am not about the numbers. Although marketing has gone numbers focused, it does not make me feel good. So we've had a lot of growing to do together. And so when I've come to you with my dreams, there's been some hesitation there. And so I just wanted to talk through really because I've talked to a lot of women recently who want to do big dreams. They have big dreams and big passions that God has put in their hearts, but they're afraid to approach their significant other, their spouse, with their dreams, whether it's because of financial issue, which most of the time it is, or they just don't know how to approach it. So I wanted to get your take on it because you are one 
more of a numbers guy. Also a dreamer. I will give you that. You are a dreamer. So I appreciate that about you. I think I've rubbed off on you a little bit. You have. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and, but get your take on that. And then also how when I first approached you, how that felt and how things have been going since and like what works for you and doesn't work with you. So hopefully that can help some of the women who are listening, who are ready to take that jump and really approach their husband. So, but before we dive into that, I want you to give kind of your background bio on who Mr. Matt Dvorak is, because I've given, the ladies actually know you quite well. Sorry, honey, but they do know you, know you a little bit here. But what, uh, what is your version of Matt? What can you tell them? You know, my version of Matt, <laughs> first and foremost, Christian. I was raised in a you know, very stable Christian household, really supporting of you know, our, our dreams, me and my brother. Parents are very, very simple, but like very, you know, they do have a lot of love for family and, and faith. So <clears throat> grew up in a good environment, always had enough. Never had a lot of excess, but never had any shortage. So we were always provided for. Grew up, just a pretty standard guy, loved sports, had a lot of friends, you know, nothing uh, very active. And um, that's kind of how I you know, was raised. Uh, now, pretty standard guy still, um, still interested in sports, very interested in stocks, finance, uh, things of that nature, love home projects and grilling. So really not too out of the ordinary. I feel like a lot of people have these interests, <laughs> but that's great. Professionally, where I met a beautiful wife. Aww. We met at an accounting firm. We were in public accounting, the one marketer at the firm. And then I was one of, I don't know, 25 auditors at the time. I won. So <laughs> there's, there's that competitive nature in me. Uh, then I moved around to a couple large Fortune 500 companies in the Twin Cities doing internal audit. And now I find myself after completing my master's um, in mortgage banking uh, on the loan servicing side of things. And I, and I love it. My current role focuses a lot around coaching and mentoring a lot of young talent. So a lot of college grads are a couple of years out of college and really um, I enjoy the coaching and building aspect of it as long as the skills I've built in analysis and numbers, the boring stuff. That's kind of where I find myself now. At home, beautiful wife and two kids. There's never a shortage of action or um, things going on. There's always something to talk about. <laughs> Plans don't really exist. They they're dreams in and of themselves, but it's a stage of life that we're we're navigating. We're getting through. Got to love the crazy, embrace the crazy because we won't have it one day. So it's kind of our stage for that. So that's that's Matt in a nutshell. We're getting through this together, and we're we're doing great. Yeah. Oh. So good. And I agree. We are. It is crazy. And there are a lot of fun stories to tell, and I get to do that behind the mic. So thank you for allowing me to do that because it provides a lot of fun content here on the Faith Inspired Podcast. We can laugh about it later, right, honey? Absolutely. You nailed Matt right there. You nailed it. That's that's what I would describe you as, too. Um, but you are a great a great husband and a great friend. And I'm just so thankful for you and allowing me to do this dream of mine. And I really love how you brought the background in about your family, because I think we realized this when we were getting married during the marriage counseling that our one kind of 
tension point could be how we were raised because we were raised so differently from one another. And your your family was very intentional about their finances and intentional about certain things. And my family, my, my mom and dad just didn't experience and learn that from their parents. And so they were learning as they were becoming parents. And so there's a lot of things that I've learned from you along the way. And so um, you grew up with a lot of stability and, and I didn't. And I grew up with a lot of faith and trust. And not that your family didn't, but there was a lot of experiences that I had gone through when I was younger with my parents that taught me at a young age about having like this crazy faith and having to have full trust on him because of the situations that we were in. And you didn't have to experience that, which is such a blessing because you did have, your parents were very intentional. You did have this stable life. But then marrying me <laughs> and putting those two together is just a very interesting thing because like four years ago when we had Benton and you know I was struggling through some things and then the Lord put on my heart that I really just needed to jump. Faith and Gather wasn't the full dream yet, but I knew that there was something more and I we both knew that I wasn't in a good place. That for me was like right away I was ready to jump. You know, right away I was like, okay, the Lord wants me to jump. I'm ready to jump. So I, I came to you. And I came to you with these thoughts and feelings, and so I'd love to get your take right away because it was a much different position that you're in now than it was back then. So I'd love for you to kind of share your story, put yourself back in Matt's shoes of where you were at when I came to you and approached you and said, hey, I can't do this anymore. Mind you, I had a great job, great position, all that stuff. What were you thinking at that time? Well, I think at that time, I saw the stresses of what that job was bringing you. And I, I knew you, you weren't unhappy. And at that point in my career, I wasn't unhappy, but I wasn't, I wasn't where you were at. You were at a point of very frustration. You'd come home exhausted and you just weren't yourself. And I'm like, well, I need to get you out of that. We have the means to do so. It came from a place of support, which at that stage is kind of where it came from. Where it's coming from now is probably a different place. And we'll get to that. It's like, hey, I, I didn't want to see you going through that. You didn't need to be going through that to sacrifice that way. Changing or not doing that was not quitting by any means. It was maybe reshuffling, refining that balance, which we were able to navigate through. And, and, and how we did that was just kind of like very simply the kind of the way I was raised. It's like, let's trim the fat away. Let's look at our finances. Let's sit and have a conversation of difficult, pour that glass of wine at that time and, and figure out what do we need to do here? And we were able to like, oh, I don't think we're going to be able to trim your salary in half and, and have the house that we have, the vehicles. Fortunately, we were very good with paying student debt off right away when we got married and no credit card bills. We only really had the houses of debt. And before you know it, two, three months, we were there. And we were paying for my grad school at that time. That was kind of the big bill that we had that kind of fluctuated. And um, yeah, we just sat down and it was painful. Um, <laughs> it's like we, we wanted to go on big trips which we still continue to do, we were able to, but it's like, okay, this wasn't so bad. Just recalibrating, canceling subscriptions to things or not going out to eat three or four times a week and like we did when we were dating, just kind of pulling back that way. And with a baby at that point, we weren't doing that as much. So that kind of helped. But it was just really kind of analyzing where we're at, where we want to be. If there's something one of us wants, we need to not just do the things we like to do. We got to focus on the things, our larger goals, and those things that we like to do kind of are like entertainment, like, well, we'll focus a few of those, but they'll be more meaningful because 
it's not just, hey, let's go to E3 times this weekend. Let's, this is our one time. We got to enjoy this one time opposed to, as you would say, bebopping around all day <laughs> doing different things. Yeah. And I want to dive into that a little bit more because when you had approached, and you did a great job at that, honey, of explaining kind of a little bit of what we did. But when you had said, yes, you gave a yes, but to me. And when in my brain, that made me think like, yes, no, like or automatically not yet automatically no. Like you were saying yes, but I was hearing no because it required like more work where my background was like, okay, just make the jump, make the leap, which I'm so glad that you have grown me to understand that like sometimes the Lord does call us to jump and we jump, but like he did call me to jump, but there was some stuff that I, we needed to do to make sure that we could make that uh, responsibly. And so by having, like you had said, we would sit down in our breezeway and I would have a glass of wine because I just couldn't handle it <laughs> looking at the numbers because <laughs> I was so anxious and we would go through the spreadsheets and you'd walk me through things that was very painful of the realities of our life and we were looking really at like a life change. So the numbers were on the spreadsheet but it was really this time where we had to decide is this the life that we're willing to do for like here's yeah. the dream, here's where you want to go and you were so supportive of that, but like, is this really something that we can do? And I personally had to sit with, can I do this knowing that my husband is going to be sacrificing stuff too? Which is something that's really hard, I think, being in my position even now, seeing the sacrifices that like you're making, you know, I'm feeling a lot of sacrifices too, but a lot of the sacrifices we're making as a family is because of me. So I'll just let you go what you were going to say too. Yeah, no, and to that point, too, like, it's the yes, but mentality. It's like, that wasn't necessarily something I was raised in. That was something that just kind of came to me through my journey through life. And then, like, even grad school, it's like, there's always a way to accomplish something. And that's kind of an entrepreneurial mindset, what you're going through now. It's like, you don't say no, but there's always hoops you need to jump through. And it's like, there's something you care about. You can do it. Another thing I see a lot, too, it's professionally um, an individual or a person at times in my career like I'm ready to advance I know internally I am I want to make that jump but you need to build a bridge to that jump so you knew you needed to make that jump but then those important you know partners or people in your life you need to you need to kind of like share that vision to get them comfortable to making that transition or if you're going for a new role like you need to get in front of that boss and let them know okay this is how I'm ready for that transition you can't just be like I'm ready I expect it to happen. Like that's ripping the bandaid off. That doesn't work. That doesn't create followership or momentum. You need to kind of like get on the same page and transition together, which is going to move for a smoother landing. If you would have just jumped in with two feet right away, very obedient, but that's going to cause, you know, if you're jumping into a lake, it's going to cause a big wake opposed to very precise planned approach. You're going to, you're going to not cause as many waves and not as many, disruptions and i think we were able to get to a point where it was uncomfortable but we didn't have a ton of disruption with it which worked out really well in our our favor and i've learned that so much from you but i do see that there are times when i still come up and think this because matt's like my business manager too sometimes like you know he's my sounding board and i'm like i'm gonna go all in on this like new platform or software or whatever it may be, or where I want to put the trajectory of the company. And he's really good at reeling me back because it does have an effect on one, the business, and then two, our family. And so he's really good at seeing that bigger picture where I am like the rip the bandaid off, let's just jump in and, and figure it out. So 
if someone's like me and they're approaching someone like you, what is something that they can do to help ease that, like, I, I just feel like she just hit me with a ton of bricks because sometimes I do that. We've been married for a few years, and so now we're figuring out how to navigate with one another, and so you you do a really good job of responding back to me most of the time. So what's something I guess I could do better in that situation or someone else could do in that situation to kind of lessen the blow with the news or the idea? I think it comes from a couple positions. It's like where we've been very good at having conversations about these things, so it's like Prior to the big blow, you need to have consistent conversations about dreams, goals, and aspirations. At the point of you quitting United Healthcare, it was like you just need to get out of the situation, right? And then that kind of found you in a path of like healing from our son Benton, and like you could see your passion grow for the Lord even more. Not that we weren't going to church or anything, but it's like you're making a life transition, and it was very evident that this is a bigger part of of who you are, which is awesome. I matured in that point too of my step of obedience of like, you know, I remember very distinctly going to our church, our pastors, we know we're, we believe in the tithe, first 10%. And I'm like, ah, we're not tithing, right? We're doing, you know, our, our net, not our gross. And I made a step of obedience there and we were blessed abundantly. So I took a step of faith there. And then fast forward two or three years later, you want to make the plunge into what you're doing now with Faith and Gather. It's like, this is an obedient move. You've been showing this passion for a couple of years. There's a hard shift. Like this is coming from a place of passion, coming from, you know, what your your dreams and aspirations are of business. It's like everything's aligning. Yes. Am I terrified? Am I uncomfortable? Are we making major sacrifices? Yes. Is there joy? And are we doing the right thing? Looking at my heart, like, yeah, this is the right thing to do to support you in this right now. I think it's needing to show, so get to get your question, like, you just show the heart behind it. It should not be a surprise to who you're with. It's not that you're like, you know, you just wanted to have conversations like, I'm really interested in this. Like, what does this mean? Like, we potentially do this someday. It's like conversations you should almost have before you're married of like, this is where my heart is. This is where I'm coming from. This is my dreams and aspirations. Like, it's, it's not a, I'm ready. Let's jump. It's a, this is what's stirring within me. Let's figure this out for a period of time. Let's take the steps to do this. And I think we were very good about having the conversations about, let's take the steps to do this. I was coming from a place of obedience too, though. Like my heart had shifted in other ways. So when this came up, it's like, let's do it. You have to do it. And I wish you would have done it sooner, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we did have, you know, I was, and the listeners know if they've been uh, listening to the Faith Inspired podcast for a while, but. I wasn't in a good state when I made that jump and we could have done it sooner had I brought it up sooner. So that's a good point, honey. And I'm glad you brought that up that um, don't hold it in because if you have these dreams, like don't keep them to yourself because that is creating tension, especially within your marriage without you knowing it because your husband isn't able to know exactly who you are and like what, what God is putting on your heart. And so you're preventing God to be able to work in and through you and in and through your marriage because Matt and I have grown so much with each other because we've had to make these crazy obedient leaps. And like right now we are in a situation, you know, that we had been building ourselves up to like not be in <laughs> for since the beginning, since even before we got married. And now, you know, we're, we're trusting, relying on the Lord financially and we know that he will provide because he does keep showing up. 
but you need to have these conversations to get it out there to continue to strengthen your relationship. I do want to go back, honey, when you were talking about the conversations where we were on Inner Breezeway and we're doing our spreadsheets because I want the listeners to understand some of the points that we actually talked through. So some of those things that we actually looked at and have made a big difference when it comes to our bottom line and how we went from two lucrative, good paying jobs to now just one income. We went from two to then one and a half to now just one. And we have still been able to maintain the home that we're in. And we did purchase a new car. So we have a car payment now, you know, but there's some other things that we did to allow us to do that. And again, we're taking a risk right now and we're, we're trusting the Lord, but he still continues to provide. But can you just kind of walk through some of the things that'll help you too of what we really looked at, those certain things that we've cut to allow us to be where we are right now? Yeah, I think just kind of knowing where your bills are coming from, your monthly bills especially. You know, our phones are easiest one to look at. We're paying maybe $120 for our cell phones. We go to Comcast, and now we pay per gig. And it's like our phone bill is like 40 bucks a month, opposed to 120 That was the easiest thing. You're saving $1,000 a year that way. That's a lot of money. Cutting cable, we were paying, again, $150 in our cable. We don't, we don't have cable anymore. We have internet. So, again, another $100 a month that way. Streaming services, I think we had two or three. Now we're down to the Disney bundle, primarily for the kids. <laughs> yeah. That works. Like, I mean, we're taking sacrifices. I can't watch football on Saturday yeah. sometimes. So Erica sees me kind of stirring. I'm like, I really want to watch football. That's a sacrifice, but it's, it's at the end, I'll be all. I don't have time to watch football with two little kids. <laughs> you get the picture. Um, there's other things. It's like, what are, where, are we, where are we spending our money? Are we going to Target opposed to Aldi or cub i mean there's there's a lot of different ways to look at it like you can save 50 bucks on a grocery bill pretty easy or are you getting your coffees i drink folgers now i have office coffee which is you know better nice luxury um, like (laughs) luxury yeah it's um it just that kind of stuff adds up and before you know it you're saving four or five hundred dollars a month if not more and over the course of a year that's you know seven eight thousand dollars which could easily fuel a startup company. So I, I think it's it's perspective. It's what you're willing to sacrifice. We've still gone on vacation. We've been very thrifty with our travel cards and I traveled a lot for previous jobs. So we had points. So it's like, we didn't give up that passion, but you got to find the shifts. You got to dive in. You got to get uncomfortable and be like, uh, do we need this? And we had to do that multiple times. Yeah. Just really take a look at your bills and what you're spending. And I've done with this with the women that I'm coaching too, really walked through like their purchases. Because if you don't look at it, if you just kind of just make purchases, especially in today's age, it's easy to put things in the cart and you just don't pay attention. And for some of the women that I was coaching, you know, they were spending hundreds of dollars a month on things that they realized like, oh my gosh, we don't need this. Or why was I doing that? Or I was doing it out of a necessity because I thought we needed something, but we really don't need it, you know, like keeping up with the Joneses or whatever it may be. And by taking a look at those finances, you're able to figure out and cut. I think we cut like at the first cut, because we we continue to do this like every six months, but at like the first cut, we cut like 500, which was huge. And then at the second one, I think we've cut like a thousand or something crazy like that because we continue to do that. But I will say, and we've said this multiple times now, We've made sacrifices. So Matt, I'm sorry about your football. I know that kills you and one day we'll get it. But with Benton, 
you got to be crazy thinking that we're going to be able to <laughs> watch it anyway. <laughs> so one day, one day when he actually watches football, Faith and Gather will be, you know, naked enough so we can support the family. But in God's name, <laughs> in Jesus' name, hopefully that'll happen. But there's, you know, sacrifices that we're doing because of the greater dream, because of where God is calling us. So I think you have to understand, like, be firm in the fact that, like, where God is calling you, be firm in your whys, why you are doing it, why why you are so um, focused on this, because there'll be times when I want to go through the Starbucks drive through and get a latte, and I have to remind myself, Erica, and sometimes I do, because some, you do owe yourself treats and things like that, but it's not every week, it's not every day. I don't do that because I know what, I know what we're working for here, and so these do become sacrifices, but if you've listened to the Bob and Linda Lodick episode, which is episode 50, it is so worth it. It is so worth having those sacrifices because you do still have things that you love and do. Like Matt mentioned, we're still able to travel. We figured out a way through our credit cards and points and hotels. So we have a hotel credit card and we have a flight credit card. And so we're able to still travel and do things that we love on those. So you figure out a way to make it work, but definitely do the dive in of your finances because it's it's huge. It affects everything you do and especially where God is calling you. I wouldn't even necessarily call it a sacrifice. It's investment towards your goal. Yeah, there you go. So it's like not losing that money. You're like, yeah, what's more important to me, that cup of coffee or the stream? Yeah. And it's like in the moment, sometimes that cup of coffee is, but it's like if the majority of that time you want to pour into your dream, well, then like what's more important to you? It's all priorities. Yeah. We're in the richest country in the world. We have opportunities. It's like there's a lot of distraction, but you can really, with a little, you can do a lot. You just need to put it like, hey, I pack my lunch every day. I have for mm-hmm. years. I don't go to eat for lunch where some people go to eat for lunch every day. It's like I'm used to that. I don't I don't eat at my desk. I have 15 minutes to eat. So like I don't care what I'm eating. I just need to consume and then get on to my next task. But it's like where can you minimize what's going on and just focus. So we're we're going to invest. We're investing in Erica now. And then maybe one day I'll do something that we need to invest in. Well, we invested in my grad mm-hmm. school first and now this. So it's like, we've already done the sacrifice for me. Now it's to her. It's going to go back and forth our whole marriage or dump into, into our kids. It's never ending. Yeah. That's a good point. I love how you flipped that, like the perspective, like we have so much opportunity to say yes, financially to so many different things. And you were saying yes, financially to the dream or to where God is calling you rather than saying yes to things that don't make sense. So you can say no to that and feel good. And what you had said, the word, it was the distraction. That's the thing I particularly loved was the word distraction. That's a distraction. So me being like, oh, I really want that latte. Erica, don't get distracted. That's not where you need to go right now. Like keep following your path. Like that's just a distraction. I really like that, how you put it that way. Yeah, you're looking for momentary satisfaction are you looking for like you know everlasting like motivation and like like power it's like it's easy to get distracted but it's like quick satisfaction yeah very easily distracted over here (laughs) as you know (laughs) it's kind of how we're raised as well it's and that's one of those tendencies that we have but it's um for better or for worse it's that's why we balance each other out really yeah yeah for sure for sure well i appreciate you being on it's been great for you to share your knowledge. Before you go, a couple things. One, I just want to get kind of your last minute take of 
any parting words that you have for the listener who is really hesitant of bringing this to their spouse, whether because they're they're a numbers person and you know they feel like they're going to be like absolutely not like our our life is so good we couldn't do that or if they just like know that their spouse is not one with the crazy faith yet you know whatever it may be any parting words for them to give them encouragement to really come to them and feel comfortable doing so i think it's it's it takes time to get people on the same page but if it's like if this is a big enough dream or stirring passion in you to share that with them and say it's like hey, I'm working toward this I'm processing what this means to me but there's something I I need to get to numbers aside yes it's gonna it's gonna scare people I was freaked out like I was terrified I was not comfortable but I, you know it's just really trying to understand you and what you wanted like no one wants to sit at a desk for 40 years and do the same thing over and over so it's like how do you get a different exposure to different things and I think you can do it. There's no doubt in my mind you can. It just, there's always a way. What's that way? Don't get in arguments about this. We never really have thought about this. We've really tried to, you know, very grab each other's time to talk through. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I think we need to do. Um, it's a partnership. Um, if once you start pointing fingers, you're not going to get the results you want, but you need to try. Don't expect them to be one day, go ahead and do this. It's going to take weeks or months of just continual conversation and sharing of dreams don't necessarily share on the financial implications and then when you do get the opportunity to, to do it don't just take the credit card and run and buy things for your business like strategically play and articulate this may take a little bit but i need your patience and it's not a i would just be open-minded really commute i mean any anything in your life communicate 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 and people don't read minds especially guys, <laughs> especially, especially men and husbands, although I think they do <laughs> find them where they're at. Like, what's your goal? What's my goal? You know, where are we, what are we going after as a family unit? We do our annual meeting. What's our family goal? And this, this will get to a long-term family goal of ours. So why not even look at the family unit? I need joy in other areas. This is part of our family goal. If you come home happy and we make, you make nothing like that's good. And if we're, if we're both coming home with tons of money, but we're miserable, like, what is that? That's no life. Why are we saving for a point when we're super old that can't enjoy to the fullest? You know, you get retired, it's not this magical thing. You're going to have other challenges at that point, too. So it's like, be smart about that, but also, like, live now. Yeah. So good, honey. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, you know... Like you said, it takes time. It takes time. And you had said it took two to three months when we started to really like look at our stuff and save our money. But I started letting you know about my thoughts when I was still on maternity leave. And so it really was from like when Benton was born until when I left my job, that was 10 months. And God put it on my heart right away. And I think he was even working on my heart a little bit before maternity leave. And then all the craziness kind of ensued. But so that was 10 months. It was almost a year. And then we had that financial conversation and things started going. And so I appreciate you sharing that because, yeah, just it was, I was ready to make the jump, but it took the time. And I'm so glad that we did. You slowed us down and you had us think strategically and responsibly because that's why we are where we are today. So thank you so much for just being a great partner, a great friend, 
coming on today because I know this is not your jam. So <laughs> appreciate it. You did a fantastic job. Thank you. So I appreciate that. And then I have one last question for you because you know I am in the process of trying to find joy in life wherever I can. So whether in the business or at home uh, during the day, but I would like to know what brought you joy today? I mean, small things. It's like taking my son to school, like, you know, leaving, walking out the door, giving you and Delaney a kiss, and, and Benton just starts chattering away about just random stuff. <laughs> it's, it's just fun. Um, I think it's just, I don't know, looking for opportunities to make yourself better each day if you're not going through the motions, but just like be happy. And sun's out, you know, you say it in our prayer in the car. It's like, hey, we're thankful for the sun. Be like this. <laughs> the winter's coming too quickly. It's so, so dark. Just like looking for those those little things, good interactions that brighten your day. It doesn't need to be this magical thing you purchase. It can be something you interact with or, or find, and that's important. Love it. Love it and love you. Love you too. And thank you for being on. I appreciate you so very much. I married a great man, but I like this version of this man so much more. Well, thank you. Every day, every day, you're like you're like a fine wine, or as you as you like your bourbon, you're like a nicely aged bourbon. Get better, better every year. <laughs> hey, that's that's what it's all about. Keep keep doing your best. Keep doing keep doing you with this podcast, and I know it'll you know we'll do do great things. We're we're in this together, um, and that's a great things are going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Love you, honey. Thank you. Appreciate you. Love you too. So there you have it. That is the story of how we got to where we are now living off of one income while investing in a business that we believe is God-inspired. As you heard, it's taken a lot of communication, partnership, and a whole lot of faith. Like anything in life, it takes work. But I will tell you, it has been completely worth it for our family and for me. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. I want our story to be one that encourages others to take their leap of faith and follow where God is leading them. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.